Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. The hang ups we have today. Welcome into episode 145 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations. That's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at justicedental.com, Dr. Justice and and Dr. Thompson, look forward to seeing you soon. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by the one and only Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? I'm fantastic, Jack. How are you? I'm doing great. It is a beautiful Saturday morning. The birds are chirping. The sun is shining. Well, not really because there's still a little bit of snow out there, but uh, enough sun out there to get plenty excited about Kentucky versus Kansas in Lawrence at Allen Fieldhouse. It is going to be an absolute uh, show of, of top programs, two Blue Bloods, two of the most prestigious programs in college basketball history going head-to-head on uh, the big stage today, Sean. Let's jump right into it. We're going to do our typical uh, preview show 
pregame uh, show. So let's jump right into it. What are uh, some of your early takeaways of this Kansas uh, program and uh, the, the matchup itself? Yes, stepping out of conference play for the final time this season until the NCAA tournament. It's a big one. You got Kansas number seven in the net, Kentucky number nine in the net. It'd be a quad one road victory for Kentucky, quad one home victory for Kansas. So it's going to be a big time battle, blue blood battle. Uh, Kentucky's not won in Lawrence, I believe, since 1983, if I'm not mistaken. I think John Calipari was a grad assistant on that staff at Kansas the, the last time Kentucky won out there. Uh, this is a Kansas program that's in position to get a one seed right now. Kentucky's sitting on the three line, according to Joe Lenardi, entering the day. So a win, you would think, would bump Kentucky up to a two, and then it would just solidify Kansas as a one. So this is a huge matchup tonight in Lawrence. Yeah, this is a Kentucky has struggled on the road. Usually they've struggled with injury that is kind of uh, attributed to those struggles on the road. And uh, things are no different today, Sean. We're still very uh, up in the air about Kentucky's some of their core pieces, specifically with Ty Ty Washington at the guard spot. Uh, Jacob Toppin has been wearing a boot all week long. We don't know what his status is. He's still very much up in the air. Uh, Damian Collins missed practice this week, Cal said, for an undisclosed reason. Uh, shoot. Uh, we were even down an assistant. Orlando Antigua was out with, for an undisclosed reason. We're we're thinking that it's something related with COVID uh, protocols, obviously. So, uh, yeah, he, here we go. It's 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 another road game uh, where Kentucky may be shorthanded, and it, it's it's a very tough environment and a tough team to go up against if you're going to be down two core pieces like Jacob Toppin and Ty Ty Washington. Emphasis on the latter, Sean. Yeah, if if Tata's not able to go, it's it's going to be very difficult for Kentucky to to come away with the win. I mean, you're you're really thin at guard. You know, Dante did build some confidence versus Mississippi State, but you you need your best guard in this matchup tonight. I know Cal Perry said yesterday he's at eighty percent or around that number. If if he's at eighty, then he's probably not the game to play. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Like this feels like a game that. If he's able to go out there and give you something and he's pain-free, then maybe you give it a go because this is a big-time matchup tonight. Yeah, so here's the deal. I reached out to Ty Ty's people um, who very quickly declared him out against Mississippi State earlier this week. Uh, I reached out to them late last night uh, to get a final update, final pregame update, and I haven't shared this with the world yet, so if you're listening to this, I, I don't know if I'll put this out beforehand, but uh, the final word was he made the trip to Kansas – uh, he went through a light practice yesterday, and his availability will be determined by uh, how he feels this morning during pregame warmups. So he will go through warmups, he will go through shoot around, uh, and he is going to test it. So I think that Sean is a good sign uh, that that he's at least going to try. I mean, he he made the trip and. He went through a light workout leading up to it, so uh, there's at least a possibility. This isn't a a zero percent chance. You know, Cal's just saying, you know, screw it, we're going to move on to the next game and, and figure out what we are going to have to do without him. Uh, he is at least going to test things out uh, this morning during shoot around and leading up to the game. So uh, I think we can officially d uh, determine that as a game time decision if we were going to uh, put him on an official injury report, Sean. Yeah, it was encouraging that he made the trip when they put the photos up of him getting on the plane yesterday because they need him. If if he if he's available at any capacity, it makes things easier on you. But uh, a lot of guys are going to have to step up for sure. You need Davion Mintz to return to form the way he was a couple of weeks ago. You need Xavier Wheeler to be at his best. You need Kellen Grady probably to knock in three or four threes tonight. And then obviously Oscar Shibway 
uh, doing his thing on the glass. Uh, it's going to take a complete total team effort to not to, to escape Lawrence with a win. Yeah, and the, you know, if you're down, say Ty Ty Washington not at 100 percent that or he's limited. Jacob Toppin, he's the guy that I've heard is is very very questionable. Uh, I know he came back into the game. Um, to close out that Mississippi State win, and he had a, a great defensive stop there late in overtime, and things went well there. But um, the, you know, I, I have heard that he has been struggling a little bit trying to get, to overcome this ankle issue, and uh, that he's very questionable. That Ty Ty, if 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 I'm going to predict that one of the two players play, I, I, I'm definitely predicting Ty Ty plays over Jacob Toppin, and and uh, yeah. that you know. Obviously, from a playmaking perspective, that's a, a clear win for Kentucky. We saw what happened uh, and what continues to happen whenever Kentucky is without one of their lead guards. Things just absolutely just just implode. Uh, I, you know, Davion Mintz and Kellen Grady do okay in spot minutes without their two lead guys, but Kentucky needs Xavier Wheeler and they need Ty Ty Washington. So getting getting Ty Ty back would be a major win. But man. Uh, somebody's got to guard Ochai uh, Abaji, and that's something that I don't know who who does, Sean. If 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 Kentucky's God. without Jacob Toppin, because that's that's Jacob Toppin's guy. That's somebody that that is a clear matchup. I mean, twenty one point three points per game, five rebounds. He just absolutely exploded in their game against Texas Tech earlier this week. Um, I, I mean, he's he has firmly solidified himself as a, as a true Player of the Year candidate this year. And Kentucky needs Jacob Toppin to slow him down. We saw earlier this year that that you know stretch three, four, uh, versatile you know forward spot that that's what uh, Abaji is. Uh, we saw that Paolo Bancaro was kind of a similar player, and we knew that that wasn't a good matchup for Keon Brooks. And if Jacob's out, it's going to be the only matchup for Keon Brooks. He's the, he's gonna have to be the guy to step up. If not, I mean, would Damian Collins, who Cal said is is you know, not 100% healthy, or I don't know who else would step up in that spot. It's got to be a, a Keon Brooks matchup, but uh, I—that is—that's the guy that I'm quite worried about. Sean Abaji is is no joke, uh, a a true National Player of the Year contender that uh, is a matchup nightmare for this Kentucky team. Yeah, Abaji puts a ton of pressure on you, and if you're already stretched in without Jacob Toppin, who would be the primary defender on him, it's going to be difficult, but. Uh, you're probably going to see Keon draw that assignment from the opening tip. And, you know, like you mentioned with Paolo Bancaro earlier in the year, he, he cooked Keon in that game at Madison Square Garden. That was a struggle for him. So uh, this should be a, a pride thing for Keon Brooks to kind of bounce back here and uh, get another get another call to be a, a defensive stopper or try to at least contain him. But this is going to be a game where Kentucky's efficiency offensively will be the deciding factor, in my opinion. If Kentucky can run good offense out there and, and they can get what they want, and then Oscar's active on the offensive glass, he stays out of foul trouble, gets some garbage buckets, Kellen Grady's hitting in a few threes, you can let him go for his. You just got to go outscore Kansas, and that kind of feels like that might be what has to happen tonight. Yeah, so Christian Braun averages 15.3 points per game, six rebounds a game. David McCormick, he's a 10-7-ish a guy. Jalen Wilson, a 9-7 guy. Remy Martin, uh, you, you know, 8.4 points, 3.3 rebounds, 3.1 assists. They're top heavy, very, very top heavy. And if and I kind of agree with you, if you if you let Abaji kind of do his thing, and even if Christian Braun gets his twelve to sixteen points, I mean, if you can shut down everybody else in that lineup, 
you know, I know David McCormick, he's a, he, an absolute hoss on the offensive glass and, and just on the glass in general. If you could shut him down, if you could have Oscar win that, that battle down low, I think that's a major, major key for the Wildcats too. But it seems like if you could stop those top two options, or if you could let those top two options get what they need to but shut down everybody else, Kentucky has a shot. They have a really, a really solid shot, I think. Yeah, they do. And uh, like, like I said, this this is one of those games where you need Oscar to be Oscar. And right now you probably have to label him as the front runner for National Player of the Year. And what bigger moment to kind of just put the nail in the coffin than to do it in the SEC Big 12 Challenge out there on the road at Kansas and just kind of have a 20-rebound, 20 20-point 20 performance. They're going to need a huge night from him. Yeah, that's the uh, – talking to Bill Self yesterday during his pre preview press conference – uh, he said, you know, I, I really like how many cool individual matchups this game has. Again, you talk to any opposing coach, and they're going to give Kentucky its flowers and, and hype them up to be the best best team in college basketball. I mean, it's just a given. That's just kind of how it, it works at this point. But Bill Self was very complimentary of Kentucky's individual pieces, said, uh, I recruited Xavier Wheeler. I think he's the best 94-foot play, player uh, in college basketball, said that I love the way – uh, when I recruited him, I loved the way that he, you know, picked things up 94 feet. He, the, he's the best uh, playmaker and distributor in college basketball. Uh, but he said, I also like Remy Martin. I liked uh, that we were able to, to you know, complement our guard class with him uh, through the transfer portal. So, yeah, we didn't get our main guy because their main guy was Xavier Wheeler. And we, you know, that was a, a major win for Kentucky in that battle. But they ended up getting Remy Martin, who's a great player. And, uh, you know, they talked about that uh, uh, Abaji versus whoever Kentucky's going to have at the four spot, whether it's Keon or, or Jacob Toppin. Bill Self talked about that being a key matchup, but the one that Bill Self kept going back to was that David McCormick and, and Oscar Sheboy matchup yeah. that said that that's going to be the premier head to head battle that everybody's going to keep their eye on. Because uh, in talking to him yesterday, they were actually former teammates in high school. I don't know if you know that, Sean. They played against each other in high school, they played with each other in high school, they were very close friends. Uh, um, talking to David McCormick yesterday, he said, yeah, we're very close. I knew Oscar before he was Oscar. Uh, um, said that he just had nothing but utmost respect for him. Said, yeah, it's going to be a battle. I'm not going to, just because we're friends, means I'm going to give give him uh, you know anything tomorrow afternoon. But we are friends and we are close. So th- it is cool that those two players going head-to-head against each other in, a, in like you said, a must-dominate uh, must game for Oscar Sheboy, uh, he's going up against a, another very solid front court piece and his former uh, teammate and, and very close friend of the high school rank. So that'll, that'll be another very close matchup to keep an eye on. Yeah, it will be. And, you know, I think Kentucky's ready for this. And you mentioned Xavier Wheeler. And this is one of those schools back in the spring before it ended up being Kentucky that, you know, KU was thrown out there as a possible landing spot and, and some, along with some others. But, you heard him yesterday. This is why you come to Kentucky. You, you want to play in games like this. This is their third blue blood battle of the season, uh, counting Duke and North Carolina earlier this year. So this is a team that's uh, been in big time moments, big time games, but they got to get one of these away from home, one of these quad one opportunities. You know, they let the one uh, slip away at LSU earlier in the year with the injuries. Then Tata goes down with an ankle injury last week at Auburn. And this is that four game stretch of four straight Saturdays. They're on the road at Auburn, Kansas, Alabama, and then Tennessee. So this is a huge time, huge stretch coming up, but it would be huge if they could get this one tonight in Kansas and get a quad one win in their category. In terms of long-term 
you know, national respect and just kind of establishing themselves as a true top top tier contender in college basketball. Sean, what would this win do? Do you think for the the national media and the national analysts that uh, you know make some of these calls, especially you know the selection committee? You know, what would a win in this environment, given the circumstances, uh, given you know just how impressive Kansas is at home and, and that road environment, Kentucky potentially being limited uh, via injury. What would this win do to, for you know that national uh, attention, especially in terms of, of seeding come March? It, it shoots you into the top seven in the AP poll next week if you win it tonight. It also probably – I think it moves you definitely to the two-seed line but keeps you in play for a one-seed if you close strong and go win the SEC tournament. Maybe if you lose one more game the rest of the way, finish with five losses, I think that's what it would do. If you lose it, a one seed I think is definitely done unless you just went out and win the SEC tournament. But a, a win would definitely move them onto the two line. And I think uh, keep keep trending closer to a one seed if you can finish strong. That's the thing, right? you got quality win opportunities coming up in the SEC. The SEC tournament, you have a possible rematch with Auburn, could get a quad one victory against the number one team in the country. So this would definitely help their seeding come uh, Selection Sunday, which is now going to be five weeks away from Sunday. Wow, that that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, going down the uh, the, the advanced numbers, Sean, we talked about that being that top twenty for both uh, offensive and defensive efficiency. Gonzaga's has Gonzaga's reached that mark. Baylor's currently in that mark. Arizona's in that mark. Villanova's in that mark. Houston, Auburn, UCLA. And that's it. That's that's seven. And Kentucky right yeah. now is number four in offense and number twenty-five in defense. So they're still right on that fringe for that de- that defensive number. So they're they're probably in that number eight eight to nine range uh, in terms of, of overall. And that's why they're number seven overall in in that Ken Palm. So they're they're Sean. They're still right there. The advanced numbers are sh- still showing that this team is an, is an elite, true uh, contender in college basketball this year. Not many teams are. are kind of blowing them away in either of those numbers. Still number four overall in, in adjusted offense. So uh, I, I agree, man. I think if Kentucky wins today, that they have firmly solidified themselves as a top seven team. They're right in that two spot and uh, still with a, a, a puncher's chance for that one seed uh, come March. And, and that's that's definitely the ultimate goal. Yeah, and I, I think if you have Ken Palm pulled up, I believe Kansas is probably around, what, 58th, 60th in defensive efficiency, if Fif- I'm not mistaken. 51 is their latest update. But they're number, number three 51. in offense. So this this is going to be yep. a, uh, an absolute offensive uh, juggernaut duel between the two of them. So you would like to think that Kentucky will be able to put up points, especially if they're at full strength. My key to the game would be Xavier Wheeler. If he's able to get two feet in the paint, it's going to put a ton of pressure on Kansas, and we know that Bill Self, one of the best basketball minds out there, he'll he'll he has the triangle in two in his back pocket if he needs it. He he doesn't care to to run a junk defense. He'll have a scheme and a game plan up that'll that'll be effective. But Kentucky's got to get Xavier Wheeler in the paint. Kellen Grady's got to get loose and freed up and hit some shots. And uh, I'm expecting a really really competitive game tonight. Yeah, I think that's what uh, uh, Bill Self said yesterday. He said. Uh, Last year, the final score was what sixty-two to sixty-one or something like that in 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 uh, the Champions Classic. He said, "I don't know about you all, uh, about you all, but I am not expecting anything close to that. I think it's going to be a, a an absolute offensive, you know, just powerhouse performance between both teams. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, 
one jab on throw, thrown by Kentucky, another jab thrown back by Kansas. Just a back-and-forth offensive affair. I think that's what we're going to see this afternoon. It's going to be a fun environment, fun team. Uh, the only thing, Sean, and I hate to be like this, and I hate to you, you know make excuses early, but I, if I recall that 2016 year, the the officiating was just abysmal. I think they had like 44 free throws in the last 16, or the to, overall, I think they shot like 31 free throws in the last nine minutes or something like that uh, out in Lawrence. And that that Tyler Eulis year, that 2015-16 year. So I'm already mentally preparing myself to get very frustrated with this uh, officiating crew. Crew, it happens every time they buy into this. The, this this environment in Lawrence, and I, I can already feel my blood boiling uh, watching Kansas go to the free throw line time and time and time and time again. And Kentucky's going to have to be able to overcome that. Yeah, and if, if that happens, you're going to have to have some minutes from Lance Ware. You're going to have to have some minutes from Dante Allen because uh, if, if, if they get that Kansas whistle out there, uh, Kentucky's going to have to go to the bench and, and get some bye minutes from those other guys. And uh, I don't know who you trust on that bench, Sean. I, I mean, I know we like Lance Ware, but uh, outside of that top seven rotation, man, I think it's a complete roulette, complete crapshoot. Who, who the heck knows uh, who's going to step up? I like what Dante Allen did against Mississippi State, but can he sustain that level of success on both ends? I have no idea. Uh, Cal said that he, that this wasn't going to be the game for Shaden Sharp, so I would not anticipate yep. him coming in, and that's to be expected. You're not going to throw him in against you know with the Wolves essentially, uh, the, you know one of the highest profile matchups of college basketball this year. You're not going to uh, you know throw him in for his college basketball debut. It's just not going to happen. So uh, I don't know who you who you lean on. Is Damian Collins that guy? Is is you know Bryce Hopkins that guy? I don't know. Uh, I think Kentucky needs their top seven to be completely healthy and uh, and roll out the balls from there because from that point on it's it's a crapshoot. We'll have to see. Yeah, you you need to you need to get off to a good start. They need a similar start to what they had at Auburn a week ago. But then you have to weather the storm because you know Kansas is going to punch back and make a run or two, and you just want to be there. If Kentucky's there in the final six or seven minutes with a chance, possession by possession game to win it, that that's all you can ask for because then it come, comes down to whether or not you make plays. And uh, that's what I want to look at. Uh, that under eight timeout in the second half, where's Kentucky? Are they within a couple of baskets? Or are they ahead by a couple of baskets? That, that'll that tell the tale. Yeah. And if uh, uh, I, my, my uh, key to the game is if Kentucky stays within 10 free throws of of Kansas, they they have a fighter's chance. If this turns into a twenty free throw separation, thirty free throw separation like a deficit, like we've seen in the past, I don't think there's a chance Kentucky's able to come out on top. But I think if if they can, and that part of that's on Kentucky too. They got to stay physical. They got to attack the basket. They have to initiate some of that physicality too. They can't go in there expecting to get punched in the face and not throw a jab back. So I think they need to be physical as well. They need to, you know, whether the refs want to call it or not, they need to initiate some of that physicality and, and, and try to get to the line as much as possible too. If that's going to be the type of game it is, it, you know, it might be a free throw battle and uh, Kentucky needs to be positioned uh, to, to win that type of battle. So we'll, we'll see. There's a lot of top keys in the game, a lot of individual matchups that are fun to watch Sean, And we're, uh, we're definitely excited for it, but I know we want, we want to get this quick so fans can listen to this and, and uh, um, enjoy this during the whole pregame festivities. College game day is going on right now. So it's going to be a whole afternoon of, of fun, uh, 
pregame celebration leading up to this high-profile matchup, and we're definitely excited for it, Sean. But uh, um, let's get out of here real quick. Let's uh, with one last message. Actually, let's let's give uh, some final game predictions. I want to I want to hear your uh, official prediction on the game. Who wins, and what's the final score? Uh, I'm going to say Kentucky comes through and gets one. I'm going to go Kentucky 81, Kansas 79. <laughs> I, I swear to you, Sean, that's the exact score that I was going to pick. I, <laughs> I promise you. I was drawing the breath to say 81-79. Well, I can't do the exact same numbers you're going to do, so I'm going to say – No, I think you should do it because then I think that that means that it might happen. More juju. All right. eighty one. The official sources say prediction, 81-79, <laughs> Kentucky pulls out on top in Lawrence against – in this this – top 15 matchup between two major blue blue bloods in college basketball Kentucky comes out on top 70 or 81 79 it's gonna be a great performance we're excited for it Sean let's uh, get out of here with one final message from our friends at prize picks the NBA season is well underway and there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite former Wildcats play than by playing Daily fantasy with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual basketball fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go over or under their projection. Prize Picks gives you the chance to win 10 times your money for getting four or five predictions correct. You can also have picks across sports as well. The NFL playoffs are here. We have the AFC and NFC championships on Sunday. So add in some of those players to your picks with their over or under projected receiving, rushing, or passing yards. Download the Prize Picks app or visit prizepicks.com and sign up using promo code PILGRIM. That's P I L G R I M to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Don't forget that's Prize Picks app or prizepicks.com and using promo code PILGRIM to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of your favorite former Kentucky stars to the next level. Sean, where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. You can find me on Twitter as well, at JackPilgrimKSR. Reach out to me via email at JPilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. Shout out to Justice Dental once again for being our fantastic partners. We couldn't do this without them. And also shout out to Prize Picks again. Thanks to uh, for everything they do. They are both phenomenal, phenomenal partners, Sean. Uh, let's, uh, we're going to be back. Again, let's try to get a post-game show up tonight following, hopefully, Kentucky's very, very big win over the Kansas Jayhawks. It's going to be a good game. Let's uh, get excited for it. This has been the Source of State Podcast. We will see you next time. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-420-47 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.